0: wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1021. Everything is easier if you're connected. By Kate Galliott of theunbreakablebody.com. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik, reading you some of the most popular health and fitness blogs out there, with permission from the websites, of course. If you wanna see pictures of us hosts of the Optimal Shows, plus quotes, behind the scenes stuff, and more, come follow us on Instagram. You can find us at Old Podcast. We'd love to see you there. But for now, let's keep this intro short and get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Everything is easier if you're connected by Kate Galliott of theunbreakablebody.com. We love quantifying everything in the fitness world. Percent improvement, workout of the times, mile splits, all the data you could ever freaking want from the power tap on your bike. If you want to measure it, you can. But do you need to only look at things that can be measured or is there value in looking at hard to quantify things like the mind-body connection or more specifically, proprioception and kinesthetic awareness? Mind-body awareness can be about high-flying tricks, but it is also about how you move in your daily life. So what is the mind-body connection and why is everything easier if yours is well-developed? Proprioception is the subconscious awareness of where your body is positioned in space, and that information is being sent back to our bodies from our brains to keep us informed of our body position. The subsequent conscious response to activate your muscles or change your position accordingly is called kinesthetic awareness. From the pros over at Athletes Performance, quote, kinesthetic awareness is a conscious effort to react to the situation. Well, Proprioception is an unconscious or subconscious process. If you combine proprioception with strong kinesthetic awareness, you've got a rock solid mind body connection. However, this doesn't mean that you should hang out on BOSU balls or wobble boards to develop a strong mind body connection. Standing on and doing strength moves on top of unstable surfaces is not the thing the 90s and early 2000s seemed to want to make it. In fact, unstable surface training is one of the big, we-know-better-now-things to come through the fitness training world in the last few years. From an article that covers industry leader Eric Cressy's research on unstable surface training, the study found that performing half of the exercises in a training program on a BOSU ball not only didn't offer a group of Division II soccer players any fitness advantage in terms of speed or agility, it actually decreased their jumping ability. The new findings back up research first done by Eric Cressy, president of Cressy Performance in Hudson, Massachusetts and the author of The Truth About Unstable Surface Training. In his study published in the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research in 2007, Cressy found that adding unstable surface training, even when it took up just 2% of a strength and conditioning program, curbed overall speed and agility gains. On a 40-yard sprint, for example, the regular training group improved their times by 3.9%, while the unstable group improved by only 1.8%, end quote. There is some benefit to unstable surface training if you're recovering from an already existing injury. For example, a foam pad under your foot as you do lower body exercises like squats can help you rehab an ankle injury because in that case, there was damage done to the nerves and fascia around the injury site. And this proprioceptively rich environment can help reestablish the connection of those nerves from the ankle to the glutes and up to the brain. However, even in ankle rehab settings, You should be on a stable surface first and show proficiency there before moving to a foam pad. Okay, so if not unstable surface training, what the heck are we talking about here? The main tool I use to develop proprioception is experience. I put individuals in the position to have to respond and think and feel while in a controlled environment like the gym. When it comes time to perform in real life, Their body has a strong sense of interconnectedness from which to draw stability, strength, and power. Seeing that strong sense of body awareness and control develop in my clients is one of my favorite things to see in this whole world. I use a combination of the following in my coaching. One, controlled isolation type exercises. These are exercises where very little else is going on in the body so that all focus can go into feeling the muscle that we're strengthening. A great example of this is the clamshell. Two, exercises that require the client to actively recruit a certain muscle and in which there is potential to use the incorrect muscle or joint to do the movement. Part of kinesthetic awareness is the ability to control the amount, type, and location of muscle contractions you wanna have. For example, when we're in a controlled environment like the gym, we can teach the brain how to fire the lats and serratus correctly so that when you need them in life and sports, you fire them intuitively without a thought. A great example of this is the scaption pushup. It's actually pretty funny how often I'll show the movement. Verbally tell them not to use their elbows, then they try it, and the first thing they do is use their elbows. And that's because they don't have the kinesthetic awareness to see what I did and know to use their lats and serratus rather than bend their elbows. Three, heavy strength exercises that require the entire kinetic chain of muscles to work together thereby increasing the overall power of the muscular contractions that go into pushing, pulling, pedaling, etc. Deadlifts, squats, lunges, overhead presses in the one to three rep range are just a few great examples of this as they require massive neurological linking and are an excellent way to learn to control force production within the body. T Nation author Jimmy Smith says this on the matter, Quote, heavy weights force your body to lock in, to engage everything, you have to respond to heavy weights, where with light weights, you can sneak in some half movement, end quote. Four, explosive movements that require the body to run these neurological connections with the greatest intensity possible. However, I often hear of endurance athletes throwing plyometric drills into their training, but they've never done heavy weight lifting before. Doing this is a recipe for disaster. Your connective tissue needs to become strong, and your fast-twitch muscle fibers need to build their capacity to work. And doing plyometrics without ever having done heavy, like in the one to three rep range weightlifting, is putting the cart far before the horse. When you do a plyometric drill, like jumping, the force against your connective tissue is several times greater than the weight of your body. For comparison, a back tuck in gymnastics is measured to have 14 times the body weight forces against the body. Box jumps, squat jumps, and other typical plyometric drills would be somewhere slightly less than that, but still, a major force against the body for sure. If you can't handle that load in a controlled manner as you would when weightlifting, it's questionable to assume you can handle it in a less controlled manner, like when jumping. As clients of mine move through this progression of mind-body connectedness, I start getting texts like this. Hey, just wanted to tell you, when I move around, I can feel my core holding me up better. And I just feel so much better supported and in control of my body now. And my absolute favorite, I felt my glutes today. That makes me beyond happy. It tells me that the focused work they're doing in training to get stronger, to build a better neural connection from the body to the mind and back again, to move better, is working. And for them, sports and life are becoming easier because they're developing a better mind-body connection. Because everything really is easier if you're connected. You just listen to the post titled, Everything is Easier If You're Connected by Kate Galliott of theunbreakablebody.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. All of Kate's suggestions are fantastic. One thing I would add is that performing yoga seems to also help with strengthening that mind-body connection. In fact, as part of a stress management class I teach, I show students published research examining this very connection. Researchers have repeatedly found that those that perform yoga regularly seem to have improved proprioception. Remember that subconscious awareness of where your body is positioned in space. We're also learning that those that perform yoga may have more left-sided brain activity, which can result in more positive emotional states. In fact, the US military and the National Institutes of Health have acknowledged that yoga may be an effective complementary therapy for anxiety and post traumatic stress disorder or PTSD. Now, I keep saying those that perform yoga regularly. How is regularly actually defined? Okay, well, the studies vary quite a bit here, but the sweet spot seems to lie somewhere between two up to 10 one hour sessions per week. And you've got to do that consistently for at least 10 weeks, if not longer. So again, two up to 10 one-hour sessions per week. So if you did, let's say, yoga on Saturday and Sunday for an hour each, you would be meeting the minimum requirement. But again, you've got to do that for at least 10 weeks consistently. Oh, and a nice side effect of doing yoga is that you may find your flexibility improves as well. All right, that'll do it for me for today. I'll be back here tomorrow for our usual Friday Q&A, so stay tuned for that where your optimal life awaits.